Welcome in to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast, a pick you preview episode, and we have a good one in front of us this week. The Picayune Maroon Tide will make their way over to take on the George County Rebels and a 7-2 and two George County Club, most importantly, 3-0 and oh in district play. And so both teams coming in undefeated in district play, and this is going to be a really fine matchup on Friday night. On our preview episode, Ricky Whitaker will sit down and talk to Coach Ray. Then we'll have an interview with Bruce Thornton. He's the play-by-play voice for George County. And then Rick and I will kind of give our thoughts and opinions on this week's matchup. So as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Come find us, 6.30 on Friday night. We'll be our Marcio Picune pregame show. You can find it on the free Talking Ball app. That's a Just download the Talking Ball Y'all app. You can find it on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Thank you for listening. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength solutions it's not just words not just goals and not just an outcome around here the tougher things get the better we are because all around pearl river county you'll find people working together like your two hospitals highland community and pearl river county working together with forest health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete we're here for you now and you know we'll be here tomorrow highland community hospital Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. Join us on the podcast this morning in his third season as the head coach of the George County Rebels, Coach James Ray, whose Rebels entered this week with a 7-2 record on the season, 3-0 in region play. Coach, we appreciate you joining us this morning. I appreciate y'all asking me. Uh, anytime we get to talk about George County football, I'm always on board. And, and I know this is a picky fan base that we're talking to, so they may not want to hear what I got to say. Hey, that, that that's okay, Coach. You just you just let her rip. It'll be all, it'll be all good. <laughs> so, Coach, um, ten years at uh, Bruce High School, I believe that's in Calhoun County. Now, in your third season at George County, one of the things I like to look at when looking at just coaches and just their philosophies, their styles and different things that they bring in uh, to the organizations. One thing that, that jumped out I liked a lot that you do, uh, I believe this is the third season you've done that, is you actually, to wrap up, I guess, the the summer off season or the, the two-a-days, as some may call it, you bust the kids out to Gulf Coast uh, Community College and have them actually spend a couple of nights there. So, Talk about kind of your mindset of doing that and, and the value you think that brings into the team. Yeah, so uh, just first of all, this is my eighth year at George County. Uh, I came on four years as a defense coordinator uh, when Coach Caldwell was the head coach, and now this is my fourth year as the head coach. So, um, I just wanted to get the record straight on that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we always end the summer. Uh, it's more of a team-building thing than anything, um, I mean, obviously, we still work in football when we get to Gulf Coast. And 
we've gone to Pearl River too. We kind of move it around. Uh, but it's just the end the summer, uh, get the kids together away from everybody else, and let's set goals. Let's talk about what we want to do that season uh, and have fun too. I mean, we have talent shows there. We do all kind of other activities. I think this year we took them out to uh, Perk Beach. Uh, out there on the little creek and just let them have fun and uh, you know just team bonding uh, I think we came away from that a lot stronger team uh, than if we had not a gone so it's just it's actually something Coach Caldwell started uh, and I just kind of fell in love with it and kept doing it. Hey coach um, a year ago your starting lineup included more than you know, a dozen sophomores uh, adding some valuable game experience to this year's team that returned seven starters on offense and eight on defense, as well as 22 seniors. Uh, how high is the ceiling for this Rebel team this year, and, and what have you been most impressed with at this point in the season? Uh, just that they grew up, you know, and, you know, that didn't go into last season thinking that this was uh, a down year or we're okay with only winning two games. Uh, but we made the decision to start those sophomores because they were the right players to put on the field. I mean, they were the best we had. And we took some lumps. You know, we lost seven, six games by less than a touchdown last year. Uh, and just our maturity level in those big moments of those games when we either had to make a play or make a stop be in the right position. Uh, we wasn't we wasn't in those spots. We didn't make those plays. So I think that's the biggest difference from last year to this year is that we are making those plays now because of the experience we got from last year. Hey, Coach, I'll, I'll ask you about a young man who I'm sure you talk about a lot, um, your trigger man, your junior, Notre Dame commit, uh, Mr. Deuce Knight. I had a chance to speak with him in 2022 at the 601 Elite Quarterback Camp at USM. Very impressive young man, uh, very composed young man. I think the only negative thing that anyone in our district can say about Deuce is that he's only a junior. They wish he was a senior this year so they wouldn't have to another year to prepare against him. When you flip on the film, you immediately see how special his talent is. What are some things, though, off the field that you've liked from your signal caller that you feel like have contributed most to what we're seeing on the film? He's a great young man. I mean, he's respectful. Uh, he's polite. Our teachers love him. Uh, he, he makes straight A's. Uh, I mean, he's just an all-around guy. Uh, but what what makes him stand out is this dude thinks about football all the time. I mean, he'll see me in the hallways and come up and say, Coach, did you see this on film? I think we can take advantage here. I mean, he's always thinking about football and how we can get better. Uh, and, and, he, and he's intelligent about it. So it's not, you know, you get some guys walking all the way to come down with this. Uh, and, you know, you just kind of let it go in one end and out the other. But when Deuce, it's not about what I can do. He said, Coach, I think we can do this. So he's always talking about the team, always wanting us to get better. Uh, and then he just, and, and whatever adjustments we make, like we can go in a meeting and talk about this. Uh, last week we saw a certain thing against Wes Harrison, uh, addressed it in a meeting, and 30 minutes later we're on the practice field and he's putting it to work and he's, and he's making corrections with the receivers and the line, like he's the one, that, you know what I'm saying? So he, he just has that, uh, he, 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 the total package of what you want for a quarterback. And Coach, through three district games, uh, 
Deuce in the offense has averaged an impressive 43 points per game, uh, 204 through the air, 216 on the ground, very balanced attack. Um, who were some other guys maybe on that side of the ball that you've been impressed with? And maybe have there been some guys that you've been pleasantly surprised with uh, the way they've contributed to the offense this year? Uh, one, first and foremost, it's our offensive line. They're so much more improved than they were a year ago, even from what they were in the spring. Uh, they really kind of took ownership early in the season. Uh, and just put it on our shoulders, Coach. We'll take care of it and, and get get it going. Uh, and that has even continued uh, here later in the season. Uh, and that, that we're able to, to remain a balance, you know. So they've done a tremendous job up front. Uh, and then our two backs, Jacoby Street and, and Braden uh, Gauthier. Uh, Jacoby's a senior, and, and Braden Brandon is a uh, sophomore. Uh, they're, they're a good one-two punch for us right now. And that, that uh, Jacoby is a big back. He's 230 pounds. Uh, so he gives us that tough running. Plus, he's got, you know, decent enough speed that – Got to you. Got to be on your point on the other side of the ball, or he can outrun you too. Uh, but then Gauthier comes in, and he's a lot faster, a lot quicker, and, he, and it just keeps the defense off balance on uh, what, how they got to attack those two guys. So uh, the running game has been a really good thing for us this year. Um, and then the last two or three, four games, our passing games really kind of ramped up and, and keep their defenses off balance. They can't just zone in on one thing. And, Coach, when you look at an offense like George County runs, operating out of shotgun, I know a lot of people would would want to say that's a finesse-style offense. Um, certainly doesn't seem to be that way with the ground production. What do you say the offense philosophy is for this group? Yeah, just whatever we got to do to get it done. Uh, that's uh, When I took over the offense, that's, that was the philosophy. Whatever we had to do that week, to win the game, that's what we need to do. If that's running it 60 times, let's do that. That's going 60 times. And, and I've never thrown it six times in a game. Uh, but whatever we need to do to win, uh, that's what we need to do, and that's what we need to prepare for. And I think that mindset is, uh, if the coach says we're going to run it 60 times, let's go get it, let's go hammer it. And our, our guys have really bought into that. And, Coach, turning to the defensive side of the ball, um, you get two of your uh, linebackers back. Uh, Hyatt, I know he was your leading tackler from a year ago. Only a junior and another junior in green. Uh, they lead the team in tackles this year. Of course, uh, three-star Cole Bradley anchors a, a secondary that's produced a lot of takeaways. Um, how would you grade your defense uh, through eight games this year, and, and which group on that defensive side have you been the most impressed with? Yeah, I mean, our defense is why we're 7-2. and two. Anybody can score points. A lot of teams can score points. Uh, but the teams that have really good defenses, such as Picky, and they've got an outstanding defense, too. Uh, and, that, and that's the reason you win. I mean, that old adage of defense wins champions still, still, is still here in, in, in 2023 when you have offenses that score a lot of points. It still comes down to defenses. So I've been really, really proud and excited of what our defenses are. Uh, defensive staff, our coaching staff, and our players have put together this year, uh, you know, in our defensive line. I mean, people don't talk about them enough. Uh, Tyron Coleman and Tony Davis are our two ends, and, and we can move them around and play nose with them. We, they don't have to be in just one spot. And they, can, they can be productive wherever they go. 
and, and they've done a good job of keeping those offensive linemen tied up so our linebackers can make plays. Uh, so, you know, and then our secondary is experienced. Every one of them came back from last year. Uh, Marlon Odom, who was, was primary receiver the last two years, uh, we, we, he, he was a guy that, because of injuries last year, had to go into the secondary. So he got some late game action or late season action last year, and that just kind of carried over in the spring. And he's done a phenomenal job back there. Devin Williams uh, is also a receiver that we moved to defense last year and has done a phenomenal. Both of those are corners. Gage Reeves is back. Uh, he's been a two-year starter at safety with Cole. So it's an experienced secondary, too, that, you know, Quarterbacks just can't, they got to be on if they're going to throw the ball on us. And, or at least they, that's been the case all year. Uh, it could change any moment with high school football, you know that. But, uh, you know, it's just been a good balance of um, some hard-hitting linebackers that that know their run fits because they're experienced and they're all, most of the time they're in the right spots with the secondary behind them that doesn't allow big explosive plays or, or at least limit them. Coach Odom, one of those guys you mentioned, if, if what I read was correct, uh, six interceptions on the year uh, leads that, that secondary group. So, Coach, we'll, we'll turn our attention to the, the matchup this week. Um, Pick you going to be making the trip to Loosedale. Uh, the only two um, undefeated teams right now in district play is George County and Pick Uh Very, very tough place to play in Loosedale. A lot of legendary matchups uh, down through the years. Uh, what are you expecting to see on Friday night? I'm expecting it to be a uh, big crowd. Number one, I, I, you know, I know our our people are going to come out, and Picayune always travels well, especially in games like this. Uh, so it's going to be a great environment. Like, you know, loud. It's going. We're pumping in noise and practice. So get used to that. Uh, and it's uh, this two quality teams is fixing to go head to head. And Picayune, with the tradition they've had recently, back to back state champions and. And a, a program like ours, who had a lot of success uh, 10 or 15 years ago, that's kind of struggled to be consistent, trying to get to that level of being consistent uh, and, and being able to compete with teams like Picayune on a year-in, year-out basis. That, that's been my focus since I was named head coach four years ago, uh, is, is the consistency. We've, we've won some big games, but then we've struggled in other games, and uh, we've had good years, and then, you know, we go 2-8 and eight and trying to get that level of consistency uh, going for our program is huge and our success going forward. Uh, and so you got to play in games like this uh, against quality opponents, against really good opponents. And Picayune, uh, to me, in my opinion, is better than they've done the last two years. I, I, I really believe that. I think they're – their dominance on both sides of the ball up front, offensively and defensively, can present us problems uh, in protection and, and letting Deuce have time to throw the football or giving holes for our running backs to run through uh, is going to be big in this game. And uh, so, you know, but for where we need to get to and we want to get to a level that Picky needs at right now, uh, it's, it's important that we go out uh, Friday night and, and play our best. Um, because I know Picky is going to play their best against us. Well, Coach, we're certainly uh, looking forward to making the trip. We're looking forward to um, a very good game. We, we think it's going to be a game that's going to come down to four quarters to win it. 
Um, again, Coach, I appreciate your time. I know you got a lot of the things you could be doing and talking to me, so I appreciate you carving out some time to do that this morning. And um, we'll see you Friday night. Sounds good. Y'all be, y'all be safe coming up here. Thank you, Coach. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Are you looking for a neighborhood cruiser, a cart to get you from green to green, or just a fun campground buggy? Then come visit the friendly staff at Bayou Buggies in Poplarville. We've got just about any cart to fit your needs. We can even custom build the cart of your dreams. Come see the guys who know golf carts because golf carts is all we do. Give us a call today at 601-746-9814. Visit us online at BayouBuggies.com or stop by our showroom at 1722 South Main Street in Poplarville. Bayou Buggies, a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all broadcast of high school sports in Pearl River County. We are now honored to be joined by Bruce Thornton. Uh, for, for this, he is going to be our play-by-play voice for the Rebels. He's also a state title holder for baseball slow pitch and fast pitch softball. So, uh, Bruce, uh, we've met, I guess, last year when you made your way over in, in a brief way, but I'm Clay Sweet, the voice of the Pick You Maroon Tide for the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. I know you're familiar with uh, Ricky Whitaker. Welcome to our show. Well, thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we've uh, talked on a couple of occasions uh, here uh, in the last uh, year or so, and uh, Another big matchup uh, this uh, Friday night between the uh, Rebels. Uh, you guys will be coming over here this year and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. It really sets up nicely, especially as as broadcasters, to have a, a big game to talk about, both 3-0 and in district play. And, and when you look at it, uh, Bruce, I guess Rick and I would like you to kind of tell us from your perspective, we were able to listen to the Hattiesburg game because we were off that week, so we consumed y'all's broadcast but how this team has kind of changed since Deuce has been back and grown um, over the last few weeks yeah I mean this has been an interesting year Uh, you know we go into uh, the the first week of practice and Deuce decides uh, you know makes a decision to uh, transfer up to uh, Tennessee to uh, Lipscomb Academy along with uh, Cole Bradley and uh, and so uh, then makes the decision to get back and uh, sits out a couple of weeks so it's it's been a, a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but uh, when you look at what Deuce has done coming back, as well as Cole, who's played outstanding on the defensive side of the ball, uh, they've they've done a good job of fitting fitting back in with the guys. And I mean, uh, the team itself was was having some success before they came back, and I think they just built off of that. Some of that success, as you mentioned, and you astutely mentioned uh, on the defensive side, what uh, what Bradley brings, and he kind of gets lost in the mix, but he hadn't certainly uh, been lost on us when we study the tape. But the two running backs in the backfield, really good backs. Bruce or Rick and I right on, on thinking that. We got to see the Gauthier kid pop one last year against us as just a ninth grader. 
but tell us your impression on what that combo has been uh, for Street and Gauthier. Well, I, I think it's uh, going back to and dating myself here. Uh, I go back to the uh, Tony Galvis, uh Chuck Muncie days, the Thunder and Lightning yeah. of the New Orleans Saints a yeah. long, long time ago. But uh, two different styles, two different backs, uh, much more quickness and explosiveness for Gauthier, whereas Jacoby's over 200 pounds, and uh, he's really done a good job of uh, what I call big man running the ball uh, the last few weeks, uh, you know, and something you guys are familiar with with Chris Davis and what he brings for you guys. But uh, it's it's a good mix. It's the explosiveness of Gauthier with the power of Spreet has uh, proved to be a great combo. And then uh, you can't forget about Deuce Knight. Uh, he is more than capable of uh, hurting you with his legs as well. And it's a well-rounded offense. We've talked about those backs. And, of course, when you're talking about rushing yardage, that means that the guys up front are, are certainly moving folks and, and getting a nice push. And then some real playmakers outside this wide receiver group. Of course, you, you pop on the tape, Deuce is going to jump out, but he's throwing it down there. He can't run down there and catch it either. He's got to have some guys. And and this certainly kind of jumped out at me. I was expecting uh, Streak, the big back, Gauthier to be what he was, and then Knight to certainly be. But these wide receivers can really make some plays too. Yeah, you look at, uh, you know, uh, Bren Moody, Marlon Odom on the outside, and then uh, Dorch, our slot receiver, who had a huge game last Friday night. I think over 200 yards reception, including the big 94-yard touchdown in the second half. But, uh, yeah, we have the ability to spread the ball out. Um, and, and I think last week uh, you saw just a little bit of it because uh, we were over 500 yards in total offense last week against West Harrison. And uh, it, it was a good balance. And we've been able to run the ball on just about uh, every Friday night. And I know Coach Ray, uh, he wants that balance uh, in this offense, and we've been able to find it so far. And, and Coach, looking at the, just the, the similarities between the, the two teams, uh, one wouldn't think very much that, you know, a team that lines up in shotgun is going to look very similar to a Picayune team that, as you and I have discussed multiple times, runs the football a lot. But – uh, since Deuce has been back through four games, averaging 35 uh, rush attempts per game, really getting it done on the ground, kind of looks like a ground-and-pound type uh, team. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we really established that identity early on when, you know, when Deuce was, was out and Bryn Moody and Gage Reeves were playing quarterback for us. And they didn't exactly, you know, they didn't offer the same type of throwing skills that obviously Deuce does. And, but it really allowed us to develop a, a mentality of being able to run the football, and that offensive line has accepted that challenge, and it's really carried over throughout the entire season. Bruce, let's look at the defensive side of things for George County. 99 certainly flies off uh, the tape. He's a big young and already has 60 tackles, seven of those tackles for a loss. Tell us about the interior line for uh, the Rebels, and then we'll kind of work out from there. Well, when you talk about Tanique uh, Davis and Tyron Coleman and uh, Sheldon Dawn across the front with those three guys, I've seen us go to a fourth down lineman, and I kind of expect us to show some of that Friday night with the way you guys run the football. But uh, they've done an excellent job. And then you look at when you go back from there, what Le- uh, Leighton Hyatt and uh, Blaine Green have done as the middle linebackers, you know, that front seven. With our defensive philosophy, if you look over the years of George County football, when that defensive front effective, it's freed up those linebackers to make a lot of tackles, and that's what's happened this year. 
Bruce, when you do your study, and I know you and Rick have had a chance to kind of talk Picayune football over the last couple years, uh, some things that you look forward to in this matchup in particular. Of course, you know your guys pretty well. It sounds like you know the Maroon Tide from hearing you and Rick go back and forth on the 228 podcast and, and your show there in Loosedale on, on the station there. It sounds like you're pretty familiar um, with us, us being the Maroon Tide. Kind of tell us from your standpoint as a play-by-play voice, what are a couple of storylines or themes that you're looking forward to in this one? Uh, it, it's really simple, guys. Can can George County stand up uh, across the front seven physically, and can the offensive line, uh, you know, can 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 we win the line of scrimmage? Because I think that's where it comes down to when you play Picayune. If you allow their offensive, you guys, your offensive line to do what they love to do, and and uh, the defensive front that you guys uh, have, and and it, it's. The physicality, and I, and I think this year George County has an opportunity. Uh, they've shown it this year that they can stand up to that, and uh, this is the ultimate test for me when you play a picking maroon tied team. Uh, can you be? Can you match their physicality? Bruce, I had a chance to talk to Coach Ray today on an interview. He was kind enough to to give us some time, and uh, another one of those similarities, I guess, looking at some of the stats. And and Coach Coach Ray alluded to this. He said, you know, we're seven and two because of our defense, and They've, they've taken the ball away 23 times, 13 interceptions, 10 fumble recoveries. Offense has, has given it away 20 times. Um, very kind of similar to Picking. We, we've had some trouble putting the ball on the ground. Uh, it, it sure does sound like the person that wins the turnover battle is going to be in pretty good shape in this one. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. I, I think uh, the thing with our turnovers for our offense is they come in bunches. I mean, you know, we lose a, a, an overtime game to Hattiesburg in a game that we turn it over five times, and then we have 15 penalties on top of that. We lose a game to Biloxi where we give up a blocked punt for a touchdown. We give up a pick six. We give up a scoop and score. So offensively, if we just don't give up points in our turnovers – you know, we've, we've been in pretty good shape, but those two games have shown, you know, that we, uh, you know, we, we got we to gotta play clean football. And uh, the challenge of facing PQ uh, magnifies that even more, and uh, that's going to be a huge key. And, uh, and I do mention the special teams. You know, we've had some letdowns. We've, we've given up a couple of kickoff returns for touchdowns. And so uh, that's something that we've got to make sure we take care of because you guys know, Special teams can uh, can come back and get you just as quick as any part of the game can. Yes, sir, it certainly can. And, you know, we always joke about there's got to be a Freiburg somewhere on the roster. And, of course, there he is. He's a freshman kicker. I believe he's the son of the fullback Freiburg that we saw um, down through the years. And, boy, he's a pretty good one, too, yep. kicking the football for you guys. He has done a really good job. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that's a key part of this, this game. And, uh, you know, I can remember a Picayune. Uh, I was in the press box at Del Martin Stadium in an overtime many years ago when uh, you guys missed an extra point in overtime and gave us a one-point win uh, there at Gil Martin Stadium back when I was the uh, PA announcer there for the football game. So I've seen it uh, have a big in- impact in this game in the past. Bruce, this community and, and this program over at George County, certainly familiar with having a, a good team and being in the hunt at this time of year. How How's the feel for this one coming in to Friday night? This really sets up, unless uh, your math is different than mine, going to be the district uh, championship, unless you all see it uh, a different way. But w- what's the kind of mindset there in Loosedale and the surrounding areas as we get ready for this one? 
Well, I mean, George County, Lucille is a community that uh, Friday nights are special uh, for, for here at Gilmartin Stadium. And uh, they've really got excited about the opportunity uh, that this football team has presented itself with two games remaining. You know, there's still a lot to play for next week as well uh, because with Pascagoula, they could still create some chaos in this whole thing depending on all the scenarios, which I thought about a few of them. makes my head hurt, so I'm just going to worry about and talk to Coach Ray and say, let's just win the last two you know, make it real easy, but uh, that, that will be, the, the stands will be full Friday night, I have no doubt, in Gilmartin Stadium on both sides, because Picayune and, and Loosedale, George County, are two of the communities that uh, support their athletic programs, and uh, it, it's going to be a great atmosphere Friday night. Bruce, if our listeners want to follow along uh, to the Rebels after uh, Friday night, and even this Friday night, if they choose to, will you give a a chance for them to kind of find you and also your work uh, with the 228 podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, enjoying doing that uh, during the year. You know, the 228 podcast, our latest one, will uh, be out today, actually. And uh, you can uh, find that at 228 Sports. Just download the app and enjoy doing that uh, each and every week. And we'll continue to do that throughout the season. But, uh, you know, as you're heading over here uh, Friday night, we do a, a tailgate show with our uh, athletic director and superintendent of education. They come in at five o'clock on Fridays and, and it's entertaining. There is some football in it, but it's uh, an entertaining show or air specialty tailgate show. And then uh, my partner, Justin Estes joins me at six o'clock uh, for a pregame. And then we kick it off, you know, right here on 106.9 FM WRBE, but you can also get us at WRBERadio.com as well. And, uh, you know, a matter of fact, here in about five minutes, uh, Coach Ray and Justin are right here with me. We're fixing to do the uh, the, the uh, coffee pot coaches corner, and uh, we do that every Tuesday night with Coach Ray. And then uh, looking forward to that. And you can also find WRB on the MySooner radio app. So plenty of opportunities to listen to the Rebels. Well, we appreciate your time, Bruce. Uh, send send our best to those guys, and we look forward to seeing y'all on Friday night. Yes, sir. We will see you all Friday night. we got a place for you at uh, Gil Martin Stadium, and uh, we are looking forward to a uh, huge matchup. And uh, it's going to be some great football, and uh, it may just be round one. I could see a scenario where these two teams uh, might get a chance to play later on down the road with even more on the line. Yeah, that's an interesting point, similar to what happened a uh, year ago with Picayune. If you win round one, that also normally means and should mean that you'd catch round two at your place as well. So that would be big for, for either. But, Bruce, thanks again. We know you've got a hard stop to get over to the coaches' show. We appreciate your time. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you guys Friday night. Bank with your hometown bank, FNB Picune Bank. With four branches in Picune, a branch in Poplarville and Wiggins, and soon to have a branch in the Kiel. The name has changed, but the employees continue to be the same friendly faces offering you the same great service. So do your banking with your hometown bank. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at CoastConnect.com. Coast Connect, powered by Coast Electric. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. 
Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, River, roll. Hey, Rick, there we get a chance to hear from Bruce Thornton, a play-by-play voice for the George County Rebels. And when you look at it, Rick, you could hear him kind of talk about it. What a big ball game we're going to get to call on Friday night. Like Cody says, we'll be there on time. We would hope that you'd get there on time. That would be a 6.30 start for us and our Mossy of Picune pregame show. It's Tuesday, and I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm, we're locked in. We've already uh, been able to look at a pretty good um, amount of huddle tape and be able to see a lot of things that we want to see. We've got uh, Max Preps, tip of the cap to both staffs. I believe we have updated numbers. That's a broadcaster's dream on a Tuesday. And so let's dive into it, Rick. Um, We've gotten Coach Thornton's thoughts. You were able to visit with Coach Ray earlier in the day. You certainly uh, got his thoughts. I'll ask this to open up. We heard what uh, Thornton was kind of looking at. If you had to kind of pick out one or two keys uh, to Picune having success against George County on Friday night, what would be one or uh, two keys that you would look at? And then we'll kind of uh, go backwards from there. I think you got to find a way to make Deuce uncomfortable uh, in the pocket. Clay, I think it starts there. And I know our front four has the ability to do that. Um, the more comfortable he is in the in the pocket, it just opens a lot of things up. And it's really a couple of things. I think you got to you got to put pressure on him, and then you got to be able to stop the running game because you you look at this team and and they've they've averaged thirty five yard thirty five rushes per game in the games that he's been back. That's that's Hattiesburg and then three district games. So. They are kind of a ground-and-pound power football look, uh, but they got a really good trigger man that can also hurt you in a passing game. Yeah, they certainly can do both. I mean, Max Preps huddle shows you um, that. When you dive into the numbers, we've talked about it numerous times through our phone calls, I guess Sunday, Monday, and then most of today getting ready, you have to look at it as before deuce and after deuce. You can almost take uh, the before deuce – uh, night and, and just take that and really not pay too much attention uh, to it other than the defensive side of the ball. But it did give you a pretty good look at the athlete uh, athletes that Moody uh, can be. He's going to now be out at a wide receiver or, or touch it out of the backfield some. He's going to be number four for George County. And it gave you a real good look at, at what number six will be. That's the big back. We'll probably refer to him as that. He's the senior. That's street for them. He will be dressed in six. And then we saw Gaucher last year, a weird ball game. And uh, the fact that George County, I believe, traveled with less than half of their roster or about half of their roster and about half of the coaching staff, honestly, as flu had hit them. And so it's weird in the sense that we don't have a lot of tape from last year's game to go off of. But we do have good tape on number 10. That was Gaucher who popped a big run against the tie. Kind of tell us your thoughts on those two backs for Gaucher. I mean, for George County. So I think what George County's doing, Clay, and, and I think the numbers really give you a good pattern, and I don't see them deviating from this. Uh, Street's going to get the bulk of the carries. He, he's going to be their big guy. It's very similar to what we did last year with 
a real heavy dose of Dante Dawdell, and then Chris Davis comes in as that change of pace guy. That's really the relationship between Street and Gauthier. So Street's going to lead the backfield. Gauthier's going to get his carries, and then they'll mix Deuce in. I don't think we're going to see a situation where Deuce has more than, you know, 20 carries in a game. I think his most so far has been 14, and that was in a very physical Hattiesburg game. He's going to be opportunistic with picking the times he runs the football with design play calls for him. But I think that Street and Gauthier are going to be carrying most of the low there. When you look at the Hattiesburg game and his run total being up, he was certainly knocking off rust. Uh, we listened to that game. He wasn't very efficient. It was pretty obvious, you know, uh, that he just didn't have his shooter's touch back. And he's gotten it back, unfortunately, for opponents since then. So that may have been a little bit more to do with him uh, keeping it himself. They run a bit of a read-type uh, look with Deuce Knight, and he certainly knows how to read it in and read a defense. Tell us what you see in Deuce Knight on the ground game, and then we'll get uh, to his passing numbers and the way that he throws it downfield. So on, on the ground game, Clay, they're – their read option look, and it's it's different than what you see from most of your spread-type offenses. It's really more of a – it's their version of the power, and then they run a counter out of it as well. So it's kind of an up-the-middle, in-your-face, man-on-a-man, very similar to what Picayune does in the running game. I think they've kind of figured out that trying to run outside and run those long stretch plays out just don't work very well. So Deuce is really good at that read, and, and look, he's going to call his number when he sees the opportunity to do it. Um, he will keep it in, in some plays. It, there's other plays where he actually just sees the pocket break down, and that's what he does so well. He's got a very good sense. I was telling you earlier today, he reminds me of, uh, of Jalen Rams. I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts, in the sense that he can keep his eyes down the field and he can almost navigate through the pocket without having to look down. But he's very, very patient. If it's not a design run, he's not looking to just take off. He'll stand in there and throw someone open if he can. But you got three guys who could, who are very, very dangerous in that running attack. Yeah, and um, there's been plays where they go empty. There's been plays where he just puts one of those guys to his hip. And then, interesting enough, there's been plays where he's in that shotgun look, and then he puts both of those dudes off to his right hip and his left hip. So pretty interesting um, to prepare for when you look at night his things that you can measure are off the charts. That's why Notre Dame has come and found um, this kid, and not just Notre Dame. He had the pick of wherever. When you look at his recruiting, I believe he's choosing Notre Dame over Tennessee, Alabama, I believe was uh, a potential place, a landing place for Deuce Knight. He's got all the things that, of course, scouts, college coaches are looking for. He absolutely does, Clay. It, it, it really starts with – his ability to read the, the the defense, and he does that as well as anyone. Look, we've faced some great quarterbacks this year. So we've said that almost every broadcast, especially in our non-district schedule. Another good quarterback, another good quarterback, but this guy's a little bit different. He's not going to stare down one wide receiver. Uh, you're not going to be able to read his eyes. He's He's that good with that. He can throw across his body. But his release of getting it to his ear and out of his hands is probably as fast as we've seen uh, anywhere. And I think that's one of the reasons why Notre Dame is definitely taking a look at him. But I think if you factor into his his decision-making abilities, you know, George County on the year four interceptions, he's only thrown one through four games. So he's not going to make a bad throw. He's going to throw it in a right spot. I mean, you take the drops away, his numbers are probably a little bit better. He has had a lot of drops, but you kind of expect that sometimes from uh, high school wide receivers. But – 
just got a really good command of the game, and and he's been in this offense since he was a freshman. So he's only a junior now, so he really understands this system very, very well. Yeah, he's six five. Uh, they have him listed, I guess, at two hundred um, pounds. He's he's a high jumper. He's a basketball um, kid. He's just certainly uh, well rounded when it comes to the athletic check marks, the mental uh, game as well. He's worked with a guy who we both think a lot about with the quarterback position. That's why Davis a frequent guest on our show but like we just talked about with Bruce a a high school quarterback is as good as he's chunking it down the field and somebody's got to be there to receive it let's look at this receiving uh, core for George County and the problems that they can present to this Picayune secondary yeah he's got two good ones Clay and, and you mentioned Deuce coming back and the young man that came back with him Cole Bradley they immediately upgraded not just the offense, but the defensive side of the ball, too, because we'll see Cole Bradley come in and check in at, at wide receiver. Um, so he's going to be a good threat there. We'll see him in the uh, in the kicking game as well as a return man. But they've got a, a several good guys. One one guy that stands out is is Dortch. You remember his name from his brother uh, who we faced a couple years ago. But he's got him. But we're, we're going to see really Odom, who also plays in a secondary. He's going to factor in in a big way on offense. Um, you mentioned Moody already. He's got 11 receptions, a touchdown, 156 yards. Uh, Dorch 426 uh, on through the air. So he's been a good one too. It, you, you see a lot of a lot of people touch the ball. He spreads it around. Uh, if you can get open, he can certainly find you. Yeah, he's not one of these guys, one of these high school quarterbacks that has either uh, a set route in mind or a set guy. You can really watch him on huddle really read and, and progress through use the term a lot uh, uh as climbing the pocket he's certainly gonna do that to survey and then defensively for george county it would be a different animal and i think coach ray and coach uh, and uh we call him coach thornton bruce the play-by-play guy we call him that because he is a a former coach but they're seven and two, and what Coach Ray tell you about the defense, Rick? He said it was the reason why they're they're seven and two, and I I, I tend to agree with him on that. Um, total of uh, twenty three turnovers or takeaways from the defense, thirteen ints, ten fumble recoveries. Of course, a couple guys we've already mentioned back there in the secondary, and like we say, uh, if you're going to be a a deep playoff contender, you've got to have a really good secondary. And when you mention when you mix in three star. Cole Bradley with Odom, who leads this team. Odom leads them with six interceptions. Uh, they've got a great secondary, big defensive front, and a couple of linebackers that'll that'll come up and hit you as well. When we were going over the offensive numbers, just kind of going back and forth on what I see opposed to what you see, and some of that uh, honestly matches up most of the time, and then sometimes we have a different take on it. They get a lot of snaps, Rick, and that I think that's one of the keys is, hey, don't let them have a ton of snaps. Picune's built to do that unless we lay it on the ground or unless we hurt ourselves with some pre-snap stuff. You speak to those numbers. Those numbers and being able to take the football away is the reason that they have so many rushing attempts and so many passing attempts through just nine ball games because they have a – bunch of possessions they, they absolutely do clay and and this offense has has turned the ball over a lot too um they've they've had you know bruce mentioned it five turnovers against hattiesburg they've had uh, a couple of turnovers in every game but defense has been able to either match it or get a little bit more and you look at at the hattiesburg game 
they lost four, um, but they were able to to, to get. Uh, I'm sorry, they they got four off of Hattiesburg, but gave up one extra, so they were minus one in the turnover game. That was really the difference in a game that went into overtime, and they come up a little bit short. So winning that turnover battle is going to be critical for us. It is, and I've always taken the philosophy when you're playing a high-powered offense, which I think it's fair to say um, most places, I don't know if you could find a place where Deuce Knight as a junior isn't the highest touted guy, and I'm not just talking about our state. I think in the southeast region, he's up there or number one. And so you want him standing over there, massaging his helmet, waiting to get on the field. You don't want him. And that's where this offense, we've been a quick strike offense at times, but that patented picking drive that we use so many times during the broadcast, how valuable would that be? Or if you throw in um, some quick hitters, you're certainly not going to turn down those scores either, right? No, no, you, you, you're certainly not. But in a game like this, I think that – those long eight, nine, ten yard, uh, ten play drives that are really wearing on the defense, um, and being able to capitalize because that, that, that's the thing. I think every possession is going to be very important. So, whether it's a, a two play or a, or a ten play, we got to make sure we're getting points out of it. And you look at Picune when they've gotten into district play. We'll we'll look at our defense trying to stop. Uh, this offense when it's on the field, boy, have they been special. They've been uh, the defense that I think we expected to see. We had such lofty expectations. Once we've gotten into district play, I think we're right there. I think one touchdown given up against our ones, I guess that was to Pascagoula. Other than that, in district ball games, our ones have just given up that one score um, through three complete ball games. Yeah, our defense has been incredible. It's the defense that we – uh, thought that they, they, they were coming into this game. They cer- certainly showed that, and it, it's going to be a good test uh, on Friday night because, again, this is an offense that's a little bit different, uh, Clay, than what we've, we've seen because they can go airmail on you or they can go ground and pound, and we have to be ready for both. Yeah, and you look at the scheduling up front and what a brilliant move it, it turns out to be. You got your oil checked uh, against Catholic. They showed you a bunch, right? They showed you a bunch of motion. Uh, they showed you uh, potentially some weaknesses that you could work on. Ocean Springs did us that favor as well. Gulfport was a test, battle-tested that you're able to to win on the road. So all of that stuff that took place before the bye week or the off week are all things that you can draw upon this week um, to say, hey, we can't let this happen again or we did this really well. And that's what uh, makes uh, football late in the year really fun uh, to follow. Did you – uh, take advantage uh, of some of those learning opportunities, and we'll certainly find out on Friday night. No, that's a, a really good point, Clay. And, again, this offense, there won't be anything we haven't seen as far as scheme-wise. As you mentioned, we've seen just about everything. But I think it really comes down to our front four on defense versus their offensive line. Um, how is that matchup going to be? Because, again, if we can get the pressure we need and then have our back guys, our linebackers and secondary just playing their assignments and being where they're supposed to be, that's going to put Picune in a great position. And you know probably where I'm going with this, but you've got the four or five star, depending where you look, and Deuce Knight, you've got the five star almost no matter where you look at number 11, Monte Waller lined up on the end. But watch, just watch. High school football will present somebody a chance that doesn't have any stars out by their name to, to make a play on Friday night. You look at a Christian James or somebody like that for the Tide who could flip a game very quickly that doesn't have 
all the notoriety and all the hype behind them. Yep, no, it's a it, it's a great opportunity for for those kids, as you mentioned, not on the radar to to really make a, a name for themselves. Maybe not going to be looked at as much by uh, a George County team who's really focusing on those guys you mentioned. I mean, you got to know where eleven is. You got to know where where twenty nine is for us too, and you sure, certainly want to know where five is in the secondary. And I think it opens the door for everybody else that we didn't just name. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, man, and we can't wait. It's Tuesday, Friday, can't get here uh, fast enough. We'll have that pregame beginning at 630. That's our Mossy of Picune pregame show. We'd implore uh, the George County listeners, uh, you're certainly going to have a great call to listen to with uh, with Thornton and his crew. If they want to go back and see the way uh, that we call it, they can do that through the app after the fact because I have a feeling that the stands will be pretty packed and and Loosedale on Friday night should be a great environment, should be a lot of fun and and high stakes. Picking's been really good on the road so far, Rick. We we certainly have. So I think it's a a really good test for this group. Um, No chance of coming out here and not having a reason to get up for this game. As you mentioned, you got a lot riding here. I mean, this is going to be probably – uh, you win this game, you are going to win the, the 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 district. Unless you said unless something crazy that we're not thinking of happens, you got to get to play in a hostile environment against a really good team. Uh, what more could you ask for? Yeah, and we saw last week Thornton uh, refers to it in his interview how pivotal. If you think that George County's as good as potentially Gauthier was a year ago, and you may see him again, it's pivotal that you win this one. You want to be the one seed. If you play him again, you certainly want to play him at Lee Triplett Stadium. Absolutely, I, I think that's another great point. And you know, you got a team who, you know, coming off of a two and eight uh, record last year in George County, a lot of young guys. They've, you know, g- getting a taste of winning. And I think prior to that, it was it was five years before they were able to make the playoffs, which is what they did. Uh, two years ago, so they they've been on a little bit of a drought. Coach Ray mentioned that uh, this senior class, twenty two seniors on this team, they're hungry. Uh, they're they're definitely looking to looking at Picayune as as the the, the person they got to get through to get to where that they want to be. So they're they're going to be bringing their A game. Absolutely, can't wait. We appreciate uh, you listening tonight. Come find us at six thirty on Friday night if you can't make the trip over. So thanks for all that you do, Rick. I know you're uh, ready to rock and roll. We appreciate Jeff Lossett. He's looking at us uh, behind the buttons here tonight, as usual, his selfless act of putting these things together for us. We appreciate the guests for their time tonight. Thank you for listening.